Welcome to the Trial and Error Podcast. I am Nick Urankar, and today I'm going to start a series. I've been wanting to do something like this for a long time, um, where I talk about what it's like to have an online business, um, specifically a fitness business, what I've done over the last, now it's been eight years, um, from the beginning, the fears, kind of how I started, not wanting to spend money, not believing it was going to necessarily work, quitting, coming back, bringing people on, switching apps, switching systems. So I wanted to kind of talk about that. And this is the beginning side of it. Um, eventually, I, again, I don't know how many parts this will be, but we'll get into email lists and marketing and advertising and different companies that I've worked with and the apps that I've used and the percentages that I've paid. So kind of building on this. So this is going to be part one, kind of the beginning, the genesis of how this all started. And the first being, uh, I opened my first gym in 2012, which I'll probably talk to selling that, which I just sold in August of 2023. So I had that for about 11 years, um, opened in 2012, had no experience, but did have a lot of confidence and did have a lot of people who believed in me and who saw something that I saw in myself as well that were close to me. Um, a lot of the people in my family or that were, had known me much longer were more skeptical, I would say. So opened up my gym in 2012 and it was around 2013 when my wife was like, you need to start posting on Instagram. And, you know, like, I remember seeing it and it's like double tapping to like stuff. I thought it was dumb. It didn't make any sense to me. And she posted, I think my very first post is me at like a sushi restaurant. And she took a picture of me and it was like eating sushi. And she's like, see how easy it is? So in 2013, I basically was like, all right, let's see what this is. And I made a commitment to post every day for an entire year. And there was nothing special. Most of it was workout stuff because I was in the gym and I could record a quick set. Boom, I'd post it. Very organic. And this was back in the day when people would like tag other people. And I would just get like tons of comments of people tagging what I was doing, which was pretty cool. So then I... Got to 2014, and I'd been doing my own programming through my whole whole entire career. And I remember after 2013, I want to say, I basically went to Doug Chapman, who owned HyperFit, and was like, hey, I want to follow a program for the first time. So I started following his programming, went to regionals in 2014, uh, missed the games, and then kind of was doing my own thing. I realized, like, I've got weaknesses I need to work on was doing hyperfit, was also doing my own stuff, was kind of telling Doug like, hey, I need some different things. Wasn't necessarily getting it. But I also was scared to start a program. I was scared to start a, you know, something that ultimately was like, I'm following something. There's people on it. What if I make Doug mad? What if I get other people upset? What if it's not as good as I think it could be or I want it to be? And this is like 2015 time. And I kind of decided, like, all right, initially I was doing one-on-one programming, and this was probably 2011, 2012, 
and I would charge about 100 to $150 a person per month to do programming, and I would just do it on a spreadsheet and uh, just collect it through like invoices on Stripe, which is a free platform that you just pay for the transaction fees. And I would just do that. 2015, I tried a program called New Programming. I quit <laughs> not long after I started it. Tried it again. I quit. And it was 2016. I was at the CrossFit Games. I got interviewed and they had said if Nick just did a online strength program, he would kill it. And I was like, dang. It was kind of like I put my head down. I acted like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. But like, what they didn't know is I'd already tried some stuff. I quit. And when I didn't quit, it's like I had some people on, maybe 20 or 30 people, but it was just, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know why, but I just quit. Now we fast forward 2016. I come back from the games, and I remember I'm in the gym, and I'm trying to think, like, is it true what they're saying? Like, I'd have a good program. Because at this time, I probably had... 15 to 30,000 followers on social media would be my guess um, at that time. And when I started my program, I realized, like, you don't just get people because of social media. Um, you've really got to, like, get yourself out there and be consistent. So I decided I'm going to start a strength program. And I went on an app called Wadfollow because I didn't want to spend any money. And what they did is they just took a percentage. So if you made zero, you got zero. But the one thing I learned, and now I kind of know, you know about business, is you hire people to do the things you don't want to do. So an, a job that a person might have that gets paid a W-2 is because somebody else who's higher up or who started the company can't or doesn't want to do that job, so they hire for it. They hire somebody because it's going to help improve the company. So for me, I hated inputting workouts loved programming loved making up the workouts but it's like you can create the workout and then after you create it and you create like maybe a week or two weeks of, of stuff you then have to go and input it and the inputting can be tricky and complicated and weird based on the system and how you want the experience to be for your members so this app wad follow i decided i'm gonna go on that and i was in the gym and i asked a buddy of mine dave Hey, would you want to input workouts for me? And I told him, I was like, I don't have any money. I don't even have a program. I didn't have a name. And I just asked him like, hey, would you input these workouts? And he was like blown away that I was asking him like, why would you ask me? Like, this is crazy. Me? I was like, yeah, what's the big deal? He's like, but why me? And I'm like, well, I mean, I trust you. I feel like you would do a good job. Yeah. And he was like, yes, I'm in. And I said, well, because I'm making any money, I'll give you a percentage of what we make. And I think it was like 10%. I was like, I'll give you 10% of what the company makes as we get going. So that was my first employee when I didn't have any money. And I signed up for a system that took a percentage as well. Well, started Wadfollow and I basically just like put stuff in, told people about it, got a handful of people on. Really, we the goal is kind of like 100 people. And I think for like from 2016 to probably 2018, I maybe had 30 to 80 people on it would be my guess at that time. Not that many people. 
for what I was like, uh, but it was generating, you know, three to $5,000 a month. And all I was doing was the programming and like posting on social media. There was nothing else, no advertising, no nothing. And Dave was doing the inputting for me. I was essentially training to compete, posting online, talking about the company a little bit, but not a ton. It was very, very um, under the radar organic. And I remember the fear I had when I first started. And the reason why I didn't talk about it that much in the beginning was like what everybody would think of me. Like if it wasn't that big that people would be like, ha ha, like, look at you. Or that, you know, people on the programming on HyperFit when I was on that, that they would, you know, say things like, I, I don't, I don't really know what I thought. And it's crazy looking back because I think sometimes we create these stories in our head of what's going to happen. But I don't even know if it has a narrative, meaning I don't even know if I, what I was scared of other than it was starting something I'd never done. And because I had never done it, it was like, well, maybe you shouldn't. And it was like, I thought everybody would think I shouldn't do this, that this wasn't smart. And it held me back for a long time. Not just the two years. I mean, I, I spent two years thinking about Zeus method. What is what it is now known. And it started as just a strength company because, right, that was the lowest hanging fruit. People said, oh, it would be good if you did a strength company. So I was like, oh, I'll do that because it'll be different from everybody else. And when I started it, it, it was so scary to think about what people would think. Seeing, you know, the numbers kind of go up, go down, people join, leave. Yet to think about, I remember I got so much more comfortable having additional revenue coming in because when I owned the gym, I remember thinking, this isn't going to sustain me. Now, yeah, I was an athlete, but people didn't come to my gym because I was an athlete. I, I actually always would tell people, and the truth was, it was I opened the gym kind of as a hobby so that I would have a place to train. And when you own a gym, which if people want to know, you can email me and I can get into more detail on the, on the owning the gym side because I ended up having two, is in order to have a really well-run gym, you do have to have employees, which cuts off your revenue. And I think a lot of people get scared in a business to cut the revenue because then they make less. But you can only do so much. You can only grow so big. And... I realized I didn't want to run the gym and I wasn't going to run the gym on my own all the time. Like it was hard. I was doing a lot. And then eventually I got to a spot where it was like, what's next? You know, my competing career is going to end at some point. I don't know if I can sit in the gym and do this every single day. It was a lot um, mentally to always be on and always be trying to help and always doing everything I possibly could for somebody that this online thing was so attractive and for probably until 2018 to 2018 I was just you know bringing in three to five thousand dollars a month um which was really cool I was it was kind of like wow I'm not even really doing a whole lot and you know I'm just passing on what I know and 
people were signing up, and it was super cool. Uh, again, not anything crazy, n- not life-changing in a long-term look, but it was definitely life-changing in a made me more confident to pass off stuff on the gym, to let go a little bit of the reins and start to say like, okay, there are, there's going to be more for me outside of competing outside of, you know, owning a gym. And then the second gym, which I opened in 2016 or bought in 2016. And the online area has changed, um, my family's life and it has done so much for us. And I think that talking about the details of the business side of it is something that would be really beneficial for a lot of people, especially if you're looking at getting into having an online fitness business or any type of business. Because I ended up doing apparel and ebooks and different programs and learning like, wow, it's, it's a very imaginative field to be in where you, know, you get to create these assets in your head without having to put any money down. And then you just find a way to sell it to people or to help somebody or to give it away. I mean, I give away so many different things and all because I wanted to find a way to truly have a backup for my gyms, for competing, because I knew that I didn't want to go and have a nine to five job, an eight to five job. I didn't want to do that. And I felt like I had the ability to learn and build something. And I just didn't know how big I could build it or what I could build it into. But the coolest part is once I started and got going and after I got past the imposter syndrome, which people would probably say is crazy you have that having been an athlete, but I think we all have it. Um, I didn't go to school for this, you know. Most of it's self-taught, it's read, it's listened to, it's learned from, it's it's taking one thing and then spinning it on its head and you using it in a completely different way because I think a lot of the training we do and the research out there isn't applicable to everything. And we have to figure that all out. Um, my dog right now, is he's wanting me to get his ball for him. But he, not he talking about the dog um the online world though is is so amazing and i really want to kind of open up so this part one is kind of like that very beginning of this and the next one kind of want to talk about the transfer to different apps the testing of those apps how i kind of figured out what i wanted the experience to be like who was this going to be for and then also getting into growing an email list, connecting with people, giving value, creating freebies and things to be able to give to people to help them in some way or to just give them an idea of what it is that's inside the app to then growing to more. So part one is just kind of the introduction to it. What I want to talk about next time is, yeah, the, even getting into like the programming aspect, how it evolved and the income potential and and where that all went so super excited to kind of dive into the more nitty-gritty stuff but this is a beginning part one of that start to how I got Zeus method and everything else going and yeah so really excited to break that down and talk more about it and 
If you want to hear more, I'm excited to tell you. And yeah, this is Nick Urankar with the Trial and Air Podcast.